Welcome back to Fourth Street Sports Show here live in College Hall. Uh, Alongside Zion Cochran and Jackson Kennedy, I am Dima Mixon. If you're listening on the radio, which if you're listening to this right now, you are, um, that was a lot of Jimmy Buffett songs because that was kind of the Jimmy Buffett tribute to start this show. And, uh, you know, from a couple of weeks ago, him passing away, we wanted to kind of tribute him by our, some of our intro songs. You know, we start with California Love, but I feel like Jimmy Buffett uh, was a great way to start this show. Um, wanted to start this show uh, by having a moment of silence for all those affected by uh, the terrorist attacks on September 11th, 2001. So we're going to have a brief moment of silence in, in remembrance of that date. Thank you. So, we'll dive right into the show. Today we have a jam-packed show for you. We will start with Eagle Eye, and then we'll get into a great interview with head coach, women's soccer coach Muhammad Elzer. And uh, so let's jump into Eagle Eye Jackson. I believe you are going to be talking about women's soccer. Dima, you are absolutely right, because that is what it says on the script. So, <laughs> on Sunday afternoon, the Southern Miss soccer team dominated Nichols State with a resounding 6-0 victory at the Southern Miss Soccer Complex. Junior midfielder Adara Nakano led the charge with a remarkable hat trick, while graduate defender Tay Collins scored her first ever career goal. It was the first time with multiple first half goals since their opening match in the 2021 CUSA tournament versus the FAU Owls. Before that, the Lady Eagles suffered their, suffered their second shutout of the season on Thursday against number 12 Alabama 2-0 at the Southern Miss Soccer Complex. Next up, the Golden Eagles will next up. The Golden Eagles will open conference play in Hattiesburg on Sunday, September 17th against South Alabama. Now jumping over to volleyball, Southern Miss fired on all cylinders in its home opener versus Nicole State Friday night, knocking off the, the Colonels in three straight sets. Uh, the Golden Eagles hit a season-high .294 clip as a team, highlighted by a career-best outing from junior Reagan Linen. Linen shown throughout the match, tallying five kills in the first set, which Southern Miss took 25-19. Her early start paved the way for a career-high 14 kills on an efficient .7 hitting percentage, which was the best by Golden Eagle this season. They would go on to sweep Mississippi Valley State and Southern Miss topped its best hitting performance of the season on Friday night against Nichols with another season-high 30-3-8-1 clip against the Devilettes to round out a successful weekend. Zion, what was it looking like down in Tallahassee this weekend? Southern Miss took its first loss of the season to the number four ranked Florida State Seminoles on Saturday night in blowout fashion, 66-13. Florida State outgained Southern Miss 554 yards to 228 yards while scoring a defensive touchdown and recovering, and recovering an onside kick. Trey Benson scored two touchdowns in the first half and Keon Coleman had another touchdown. The FSU's defense was stifling, only allowing 70 yards in the first half and not allowing a third down conversion on five attempts from Southern Miss. Derek Clark had 67 yards on 12 carries, including a 12-yard touchdown in the third quarter for Southern Miss, while Billy Wiles just completed 11 of 34 passes for 154 passing yards in his, set college, in his second college start for the Golden Eagles. Andrew Stein also converted field goals of 30 and, 30 and 40 yards, as he has now collected eight straight made field goals. The Golden Eagles return to action next weekend as they play host to old rival Tulane. The game time is set for 3 p.m. at the Rock Stadium. And what about on the golf? What about on the, the greens? Senior Robbie Ladder and Thong Pat Radanaya, along with freshman Super Corn Amarachan, each shot a first round, one under 71 to lead Southern Miss to a third place tie after the opening day Sunday at Argent Financial Classic in Churdent, Louisiana. The Golden Eagles teed off for round two this morning, starting at 11 a.m. 
Thank you, gentlemen. That was our Eagle Eye here on Southern Miss 4th Street Sports Show. Gentlemen, you know, it's, it's it's Monday. I feel like every time I get to a Monday, I'm like, golly, I, I'm still in school. Like, it's, it kind of sucks, you know? Uh, how was y'all's Monday, gentlemen? You know what? It is... It's a little tiring because, yeah. Dima, you and I actually did indeed make the trip to Tallahassee. We did. We did. And that was a great trip. We had incredibly gracious hosts, uh, the Herring family. So, Herrings, if you are listening to this, huge shout out to you. You have a beautiful farm that was the highlight of my weekend. Um, and it was, uh, you know, Florida State Stadium was very pretty. Like, it, it's. It looked a lot smaller than it does in the drone shots mm-hmm. that you see of it because you think it's you think of it whenever you see the drone shots as being you know some towering stadium and don't get me wrong it was huge but it was more I was just impressed with the architecture of it like you've just like I I'm a, I'm a sucker for for stadiums that wrap all the way around and I love the architecture of it it almost looked like if you took South Alabama's stadium and I mentioned this to you like like it was like South Alabama. Out of Alabama's on 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 steroids because you know you had like the brick all the way around and you had the field a little bit lower than everything else, but then it's a wrap all around and I absolutely love it. Like like if the Rock could get wrapped, you know, number one we would see thousands upon thousands of more seats added on there. But I think aesthetically it would just be so much cooler. Uh, I think I, there I were, there was actually plans I saw on Twitter the other day. There was plans originally to make that north end zone. Um, a, a seating section, and mm. they're going to add about thirty thousand more seats, or something like that, or fifteen thousand more seats, something like that. But um, Zion, how was your weekend, bud? Well, unfortunately, I wasn't able to attend the guys like you guys did. But my Monday, I only got six hours of sleep. I was a little drowsy <laughs> this morning getting to class. I think I was about five minutes late. Sorry, Mister um, Campbell. I believe his name is. Apologize, Doctor Campbell. <laughs> and then um, for my I think, second, I think that's your name, Professor. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's yeah, you. I think I think this is the guy. That if you're listening, I apologize. But um, for my second class, it went pretty smoothly and whatnot. Got a lot of work done, learned a couple of things. Shout out to Mr. Carlton Wade, my professor. But, you know, it's, it's been going somewhat smooth. My eyes are kind of heavy right now, but, you know, we're, we're pushing through. We got it. Yeah, well, we got a, uh, a a big week for Southern Miss Sports. There's a lot going on. Uh, soccer, volleyball, football, track and field, golf, all going on at once. So there's a ton of sports going on. Uh, as you heard in our eagle eye to start, we got a, a big football game this, this Saturday, gentlemen. Battle for the Bell, Tulane coming into the Rock. Um, we'll have uh, a podcast on Thursday discussing that in depth. But... Uh, Gentlemen, I, I guess just your, your opening thoughts as we're fixing to get to an interview here, but opening thoughts. Jackson, looks like you wanted to say something, but um, Tulane coming to the Rock on Saturday, opening thoughts. Well, so the thing is, uh, a lot of people are viewing Tulane as a giant that needs to be killed, and I don't, I don't necessarily agree. Um, Tulane had a better team last year from the looks of it, uh, e- even just like statistically. They had a better team last year, and I, I know that the, I know that we will know for a fact which team was the better team once we get to the end of the season. But you know, who tore Southern Miss up so much last year was Tajay Spears. He's in the NFL now, and he's doing fairly well in the NFL. You know, making the active roster, uh, getting some carries yesterday. I was rooting for him. Um, I don't think they're going to be as good as everybody's saying, and I think this is a very winnable game for Southern Miss, especially if they want to respond to being popped in the mouth as hard as they were this past Saturday. 
It's going to be a great game. I agree with you, Jackson. Both squads are 1-1 one one in this season. If you watch the Ole Miss versus Tulane game this weekend, Tulane was in there for a good little minute for the first half, and then Ole Miss just knocked them out the water or whatnot. But I believe we have a, a great game this upcoming Saturday at 3 p.m., guys. I'm really excited to see what the Golden Miss can throw at Tulane. I believe Tulane's are the favorite, if I'm not mistaken. But I will say that I'm, I'm really excited to see how, how the, um, the Golden Eagles bounce back from this devastating loss against Florida State this weekend. Guys. Yeah, uh, so the line opened at minus 10 uh, for Tulane. That line has gone up So wow, throughout the wow. Bodsrider. So it's now up to minus 11.5 wow. for Tulane. Um, you know, I, I, I think um, there's a lot. You know, last year I think this was a – I think this was about that same spread going down to New Orleans, and I, and I think um, everybody thought it was going to be pretty close, even though um, you know you saw what Tulane's team did last season and how much uh, they improved. Um, it felt like a really anomaly game, honestly. Like Tulane should have beaten Southern Miss last year, in all honesty, um, just because of how great that team was. Um, so that Southern Miss's defense just played spectacular in that game. I expect that to happen again. I think this is going to be a toss-up. Um, no, obviously not ready to give any picks anytime t- right now, but we're looking forward to it. I think the atmosphere is going to be really good. I- I'm hearing a lot of people, you know, uh, coming in for this game because of um, just kind of the history of the Battle of the Bell and everything like that. So, uh, but that's this Saturday. We have women's soccer coach. Mohamed Elzair on the other side of this break. So that was the Eagle Eye. On the other side of this break, we'll bring on the head coach, women's soccer, and we'll get to talk to him. So we're looking forward to that. So, uh, But we'll be right back after this break on 4th Street. Research shows that audiences feel positively about businesses that underwrite programming on their community radio station. Research also shows that the audiences are likely to patronize businesses that support community radio programming. The audience also believes that businesses that support community radio care about their community. If you want to build this type of relationship with WUSM's audience, call us at 601-266-4287 to ask about sponsoring programming. It's more than just exposure, it's building a community relationship. People do it everywhere. In the kitchen. In the bedroom. Yes, even the park. When it comes to your health, there is no wrong place or time to get an HIV test. Knowing your HIV status allows you to live your life. And stay healthy. So pick a spot. Make HIV testing a part of your routine. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You'll be glad you did. I'm Jamie Presley. Jay Ellis. I'm Ray Santiago. I'm Terrence J. And And I'm I'm acting against AIDS. Visit cdc.gov forward slash doing it. What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing much, Jake Lang. Just listening to the 4th Street Sports Show, of course. Mondays at 5 at WUSM 88.5 and brought to you by Southern Miss Student Media. And back on 4th Street Sports Show, joined now by uh, women's soccer head coach Mohamed El-Zair. Mohamed, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Uh, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to be here. So, how, how's your day going? Is it going good? Great. <laughs> Great. I like the gold uh, shirt. Yeah. It's it's illuminating yeah. in this room well, this, today. Thank you. Thank um, so, we want to just talk with you about your soccer team. Um, you know, kind of in that. Uh, I don't want to say like midway of the season, but coming out of non-conference play, going into conference play. Um, could you just start this interview just by highlighting a couple of key players who've really stood out during non-conference play, um, and what, what makes them the, those special contributors to the team? Well, you know, uh, everybody knows about uh, Adara Nakano. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has uh, done a lot of work in the off-season, uh, challenged herself even, and, you know, going to Nashville to play in it for uh, a women's, you know, summer league team that uh, 
challenged her and uh, but she put all the, all the work and it's evidence and, and, and the numbers do not lie. It shows that she's scoring goals, she's assisting and uh, you know her presence on the field has been critical for us. Um, you know, let's not forget our captain Tay Collum, who's uh, bleeds gold through and through. She is uh, solid, reliable in the back. Uh, Brooke Amos, uh, transfer from University of Oklahoma, has done a tremendous job. You know, in the back, uh, and um, our uh, senior goalkeeper uh, Alex Helbling, and uh, so we're getting. Uh, excellent contribution from our leaders and upperclassmen and uh, with with a mixture of young and old players uh, their their contribution has been key for us yeah and you know just talking about you know when you play those kind of non-conference teams you know you, you've played Alabama you've played um, a couple other teams what what kind of experience does that kind of bring to the team heading into conference play I mean how valuable do you do you value those when you play that kind of different competition? Well, it's it's been, you know, um, intentional mm -hmm. in, in, in scheduling those games. In the past, when we played those games, we uh, we sat back and tried to kind of hold on to uh, a score or, or get a result. Uh, but as you saw, uh, you know, in those games, we were playing and, and pressing and counter-pressing and playing in different, you know, taking the game to, to them so we you know for us to take our game to the next level in the Sun Belt we need to be aggressive against those teams that you know in hopes that you know it, it transfers for conference play uh, when we were in the old league we sat back a lot uh, and last year when we did want to be on the offensive because we played off a, a low block and we countered when we got into into the conference, it was difficult to be creative and to press. So we've made a decision that that's how we're going to play against the SEC teams, and we've done a good job with it. Yeah, and you know, you're talking about it before you kind of came on the show, but can you just give the listeners like your background? I mean, um, you know, I, I think it's just such an interesting story of where you came from, how you started coaching, and I really think our listeners would benefit a lot by hearing from you. Well, you know, I went to college here, and then I ended up going back to Egypt to play professionally. And then, obviously, at the time, um, you know, played for in Alexandria, uh, in uh, on the Mediterranean. And um, when I decided to come back, uh, my fiance at the time, who I met in college, my wife of 30 years now. Uh, Congratulations! Well, thank you. <laughs> we just celebrated our, you know, 30 year Ooh, before. Wow. Uh, thank you. And. Uh, <laughs> So, um, you know, it was just uh, the natural process for me to come back here. And uh, I started volunteering a few weeks later while I was in Miami. And I found myself volunteering for a men's team at St. Thomas University. And a couple of weeks later, the head uh, women's coach saw me that, you know, saw some of my sessions. And she asked me if I can run those sessions with her team. And we did. I did that and volunteered. I found myself volunteering for both teams, and we went on to win the league that year. And uh, little did I know that she was going to retire. And uh, a few weeks later, I get offered the coaching job there, and the rest is history. And that's how I got in coaching the women's side. That's awesome. Yeah. That, that is awesome. Uh, so 
you've, you've gotten a few games under your belt now. Uh, and how do you see the team's strength and depth contributing to your success uh, once you get into conference play? Well, you know, um, <clears throat> we've gone through a lot of adversity, injuries, and, um, you know, th- already, and we've had some players that started well and they, you know, got hurt. And uh, we have uh, a next uh, player up or a next lady up mentality. Uh, if you see in recent games, we had s- uh, several players that stepped up and filled in a lot of different roles. And uh, the depth of the team uh, that we have this year um, helps in that in that in that way. You know, we started the year with uh, uh, Rebecca Vega um, having been solid, and then she she ended up uh, um, being injured, and then we had other players step up. So. Uh, you know, we have players like Adara who is who complain about five different positions that gives us flexibility. You know, Lexi uh, Griffin, who is our sophomore captain, uh, plays in the, in the two and, and three position, and uh, she's given us a lot of depth there. We have, uh, you know, a lot of other players that are contributing for sure. You got Chloe Taylor, who's a midfielder, who's also stepped in into into the nine position, which is the forward position. Uh, so we have a lot of players that are contributing. Esmeralda Figueroa started a little bit slow in the season, but uh, she's turning the corner right now and really happy and excited for her and, and her contribution. So there's a lot of players that have stepped up uh, recently. Uh, Alice Williamson is, is, is plugging on and, and, and finds minutes to help us, and uh, so I look forward for her you know, taking her game to that next step as well. That's awesome. And so now that we are about to enter uh, the conference schedule, what are some of the key matchups or challenges that you're anticipating once uh, your team does get into the conference uh, schedule? Well, you know, this 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 Sunday we are we're playing South Alabama, and you know, uh, South Alabama is has been for uh, the powerhouse of the league for for decades, uh, but with the new realignment. Uh, soon, the there's you know the landscape is changing, and uh, f- for the better of the game and for the better of the league. So uh, so I uh, I'm really excited for that uh, this Sunday that uh, we will be ready. We will be ready to uh, take on the game and uh, to them and uh, and and do everything that we we can to get the result that we want. And um, but it starts by. Just today, we had a great practice, uh, and uh, the energy was amazing, and the, uh, uh, the the players are competing on the field, and uh, um, so they're uh, we're getting everything, and uh, it's it's clicking on Sunday, and uh, and going after it. If you recall, on week three, you guys beat the Mississippi Valley State Devilettes, and I interviewed you. And I interviewed you after the game. You great, great insight and whatnot. Your rank was one and two after that game, and now you guys are three and five. What is the attitude of the team, the players, and the coach? What, what's the attitude right now? Well, right now, obviously, you know, you, we're we're we've, we're overcoming a lot of uh, challenges, and and uh, the resilience that the program and the and the ladies are showing is is amazing. Uh, we are. Um, you know, have have given a, a lot of players a lot of good minutes. I mean, we've utilized almost every player on that is available this year, minus one. Uh, so, in terms of giving them a lot of playing time and minutes in the non-conference, 
that is something that I w I'm excited about that we were not able to do in the past. So the fact that we're getting into conference play with everybody but one player, you know, having had good minutes is something that I'm looking forward to it. And uh, uh, at the end of the week, uh, I would like to find, you know, that my decision of trying to get a starting 11 become very hard. Coach, um, I, I guess, you know, just final question. I mean, you know, women's soccer, you know, it's not one of the the um, famed sports that everybody likes to go to. But why is it important? Because I think it's great. I think it's one of the better sports to watch. Why is it important for the Southern Miss fans to to um, to go to the games and, and see the, the, the work that the ladies have put in? Well, first and foremost, you know, uh, I want to point out that if you look at our roster, we have uh, – we represent our state more than any other yeah. state university. Mm -hmm. And it is important for young girls to have role models, to have role models that are from within their state, within their community. It is important uh, that they um, aspire and have somebody to look up for. Uh, in terms of the game, you know, this is not only just about winning or losing. This is about preparing the next generation of young ladies to be leaders, to be CEOs and, and uh, you know, coaches. And, 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 and that's about community and, and improving, you know, our community uh, in Mississippi and overall. Hi, uh, Coach. Uh, well, thank you so much for, for, for coming on. Uh, we always love interviewing you. And thank you for providing some insight. And uh, I look forward to watching you in the conference slate and uh, wishing you the best of luck the rest of the season. Well, thank you so much, and it's always a pleasure to be here. We'll be right back on the other end of this break. Uh, we thank uh, head women's soccer coach Muhammad Alzair for coming on the show. We'll be right back after this break on 4th Street. Sponsorship comes from Southern Beverage, your local Michelob Ultra distributor. Michelob Ultra has significantly fewer carbs and calories per serving if you are watching those in your diet. You can reach Southern Beverage by phone at 601-268-9111, or you can find them on the internet at southernbeverage.com. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri, and Southern Beverage ask you to please drink responsibly. Back on 4th Street Sports Show with our flower section brought to you by University Florist Gifts and Hattiesburg on Highway 49 in Hattiesburg. Gentlemen, we are back with our 4th Street Player of the Week. We had a poll out today. Had three nominees. Uh, we would have had four, but... Um, you know, we didn't have a fourth sport really playing. And, you know, three was good. Three was good. So for football, we had Dreek Clark, who had a, a team-high 86 yards on 15 carries. Uh, he had his first career USM touchdown score against Florida State. Um, for volleyball, we had Reagan Linen, uh, career-high 14 kills on a .700 hitting percentage. And for soccer, we had Adara Nakano, who had a hat trick of goals, which for people who don't know, that means three goals um, versus Nickel State. So... Gentlemen, can I get a drum roll, please? The winner is Adaria Nakano for soccer. Daria, congratulations. We have your flowers right here. I'm holding them. I don't know why we didn't give them to your coach when he left, and he could have brought them to you, but <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome oversight. to come to College Hall to grab your flowers, or at the next soccer game that we cover, we will definitely get them to you. Uh, you are the first winner of the 4th Street Sports Show Player of the Week for 2023. Pretty great. So congratulations to Adara, and congratulations to all of our other nominees as well. Gentlemen, 
I have one question to ask y'all before we get out of here. All right. Actually, two. It, it's okay. two separate questions. So, is Texas back? That is a great question. That is a great question right there. They beat set. I mean, excuse me. They beat Alabama this weekend in a shocking victory and whatnot. But I must say, I'm 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 hesitant to I'm hesitant to really be a believer in them just yet. But that was that was a statement win though this past Saturday. That was a statement to say the least. Look, man, <clears throat> I I'm hesitant to say that they're back because there's something about the state of Texas, Dima, and it's like. It makes me, in my worst moments, look like the most objective person ever. You know what I mean? Like, there, there, there is something in the water. But Cowboys fans and Texas fans... Their heads are big. They're, they're like, we're so back, man. <laughs> this is our year, man. And it's like, it, it never is, you know? It's like, the thing that sucks right now, Dima, is I love hating on Texas fans because if... If you are so fragile to the point of where like a horns down with your fingers is a taunting penalty, which why, why NCAA? And if you are so like uh, I just I, I'm just not gonna like you. And I just like making fun of Cowboys fans because Cowboys fans are Cowboys fans. See, that was my second question after last yeah. night: Is Dallas gonna win the Super Bowl? Yeah, no. And, and so it's so the thing is, it's like both <laughs> both of them just had fantastic performances this At weekend. Austin Lindsay. And it makes me so mad because the two of the things that I love hating on the most. It did really well, but it but it's okay because my Packers destroyed the Chicago Bears. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna have Jackson take out the word "incredible" from his vocabulary for the <laughs> for the rest of the season. If you take out the word "unbelievable," I will. I will do that. <laughs> well, I don't think I say "unbelievable" as much as you say "incredible." And, and if everything was truly incredible, there wouldn't be anything unincredible. <laughs> I must say, I spoke to Austin Lindsay last night. He was on campus <laughs> last did. night. He was he on really campus. Yes, he, he was on campus. He was outside of college hall, yeah. actually. I spoke to him after I was finishing my volleyball package and whatnot. And Austin, if you're listening now, bro, you guys are not winning Super Bowl at all. The Cowboys <laughs> will not be winning. Don't get your head all big. Don't don't get your ego all high and whatnot. You guys are not winning. And one more thing I want to say, Coach Elzar said him and his wife were married for have been married for 30 years, correct? Yes. You know, I can't get thirty seconds out of a girl these days, man. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it is. You need to clarify. Whoa, whoa, this is this whoa. is a radio broadcast. Whoa. You need to clarify. This is a you, sports you, show. You, you you cannot get thirty seconds of conversation. Is that what you're whoa, implying? Whoa, whoa, I'm just gonna whoa, say that whoa, that's what you were implying. Whoa, 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 whoa. We, whoa. Street therapist show. You had been doing so good. <laughs> I'm Zion, Car- I'm Zion Cochran, yeah. and this is the last time I said something I wasn't supposed to say. Uh, is, I'm Zion Cochran, just, and this is the last time my voice is on mic. <laughs> I, I just had to say it, guys. I, I was, it was in my head. I was thinking about it. I just had to, I had, well, I had to blurt it out. down. I had to, I had <laughs> to. I had to blurt it out, guys. I'm holding this. In, I didn't want to forget. Guys, I don't know if you can hear this. <laughs> I didn't want I'm, to forget. I'm, I'm holding the paper that I, I saw him write down, and I was like, "Oh, cool! He wrote down like 30 years." <laughs> and I'm looking, and it just says 30 seconds conversation. You look cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna tell Coach that live, but I didn't get an opportunity to tell him he looked cool. But I'm glad he didn't get the call. Uh, but uh, Coach, you know, you and your wife—that's great. I can't like think. Where I just, were you going with that? I just, I just had to. I had to get it out there, guys. Okay. 30, 30 years, thirty seconds. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where it's at, guys. I don't know if it's the glasses or what, but we will wow. get there soon. Well, I didn't know we'd have a a Zion 
wailing about <laughs> no girls. Wait, at the end of the if show. I'm not mis- oh, if I'm not mistaken, lady. I think I was the only bachelor on the show today too. I think I was the only bachelor. That today. is correct. Yeah, that's correct. Yep. Yeah, so um, I, I'm not sure what it is, guys, but you know, maybe wow. I need to do some. Maybe soul it's because you say stuff like that on the air. <laughs> guy, and, and whenever we stop you, like, I don't know, guys. We. I think Adara would donate these flowers to you. <laughs> Maybe so. But. I will. I will go to University Florist, get you a bouquet of flowers, and oh, then take man. you to class on how not to do that. <laughs> and then, and, and then we'll move towards getting. I mean, we need to bring a counselor on the show and, and talk to me. I'm you know? a psych. I, I'm a psych major. I'm telling you right now, it's gonna take a minute. Ah <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious, right there. That was that. I would, you know, out of all the things yeah. I thought it was, that was a curveball right there. Out of it? all the back to the bell, battle the bell this weekend <laughs> yeah. in Southern Miss. <laughs> And, and and not the bell on your phone oh whenever you like gosh. turn on notifications that you don't okay. get like but, <laughs> oh oh, oh, my oh my goodness but battle the bell I do have a comment I want to make I believe Tulane and Southern Miss have played thirty three times and USM yep. has won twenty four to thirty three yep. and USM won last year I believe it was September twenty six I'm not mistaken twenty seven to twenty four but you know hopefully they can extend this win streak to maybe twenty five wins this weekend but you know well, I don't think it's a twenty five win win streak yeah, yeah but they've right. won <laughs> yeah yeah twenty it'll be twenty because Tulane beat them like. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was 60 something yeah, to twenty was, last time they played. Yeah, so, yeah, 20, two years ago. Yeah, twenty. I mean, 20, 20, yeah, the time before last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was sixty-six to twenty-four. Yep, I was doing my research. Whew. I saw. Yeah, that was crazy. That was in the COVID year, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was a I, that, that was a crazy year. That, that was I was a freshman yeah. in college that year, and I was still up uh, at the university that I transferred from, and. And, you know, Cassidy is a Dixie darling. And so I went to support her. And the band was socially distanced. And they were up ah. in the nosebleeds, man. Oh, man. Yeah, I remember that. And I, yeah. I remember, like, standing there. And those in the band that weren't playing had to wear masks. And I'm like, but you're ah, playing an yeah. instrument that's blowing spit <laughs> particles. Every- I, I guess that's why they were up in the nosebleeds. It was a – that was a really, really cr- – I-, I was mentioning that to – to coach before we started this I was like like just kind of talking about covid and i was like what crazy times we just yeah. lived through yeah you know? i mean it really was um wild wild yeah. craziness it's like yep like I, I i i saw this meme and it's it, it it it's more true as the years go go on for me because you know like our generation crazy stuff has happened and like it's it's like man, I'm really tired of living through a major historical event right about now. Yeah, and I've heard this has been a resurgence of the COVID nineteen recently. Don't even don't don't, don't okay. Don't, yeah, don't, we don't go no. on to politics yeah. in this podcast. No. We no, I'm, people right. listen to sports we, we to get away from politics. Yeah, you're right. You're but right. you almost made two mistakes, Zion. <laughs> but but battle the bell this Saturday, three p.m. at the Rock. I'm I'm hoping to see. I'm hoping to see a similar size crowd to Alcorn, if not bigger. And I mean, I think this year, see, the the thing was, last year, Southern Miss had just about more fans in that stadium than Tulane did. Southern Miss's uh, fan section was packed out. Uh, if you haven't seen the videos or the pictures of that fan stadium, they shoved them in a little corner. But they packed that thing out so much, and the rest of the stadium was pretty empty. Like, Tulane's fans didn't realize they had a good team until the bowl <laughs> game or until, like, the UCF game for conference championship. But I'm hoping now that they remember how good a team they had last year. It's like, hey, you still have Michael Pratt, who is a fantastic player. And even whether or not he plays, like, Tulane, it, even if I think Southern Miss will win, which, spoiler alert, I think it's a winnable game, very much so. But... Tulane is a fantastic team, and I really hope you know. I really hope that if you are listening, uh, and you are part of the Southern Miss faithful, 
if you are able to in any way, please show up. This is a huge game, and you need to show up, have these ticket sale numbers, have these seating numbers so big that both athletic departments can't deny playing these games again. You know what I mean? Because, like, UNC, their head coach was saying something, and he was like, yeah, I love playing uh, App State, you know, but I'm really glad that was my last time playing them or something like that. Like, I really, I'm really glad we won't have to play them again. It's like, no, you need to encourage these regional out-of-conference rivalries, no matter if it's Power 5, G5, or no matter if it's, like, out-of-conference. You need to encourage this. So if you enjoy watching the Battle for the Bell, which – I mean, I don't know about you guys, but this is almost always my favorite game of the season. I love, you know, because it's it's like a 90-minute drive, two-hour drive to Tulane. I love that closeness of it. It it, it captures the same thing of what makes a South Alabama rivalry so special Mm -hmm. if Southern Miss didn't have a curse on them. Yeah, and yeah, you know awesome. they used to play this game a lot, a lot of like almost practically every single year. Yeah, and then you know they took a break from they didn't play from 2010 all the way to 2019, mm-hmm. and then just recently they've been able to play them in 1920 last year and now this year. So four years out of since 2019, which I think, like Jackson said, it's great for this team, for the program. Uh, they probably won't play. I don't think they play again for a long time. So this is the last time we get to see it. So yeah. whoever gets to keep that bell. Um, will be pretty pretty big because they'll be able to keep it for a long time because it's not gonna, um, you know, it's not gonna be played again in in a while unless Tulane moves to the Sun Belt. You can't see it, but I, I'm I'm twiddling my little index fingers together. Tulane coming to the Sun Belt. Look, man, Tulane, Memphis, and ECU. That would be such a good addition, man. Yeah. It just gets into the fact of like, is it a step down? Is it a step up? But we're not getting into commentary line of talk. That's off season stuff. Off um, season. Um, anyway, so yeah, we'll get out of here. Uh, we have I can run you down all the coverage we have this week. Thursday, our podcast as always for previewing the uh, two lane Southern Miss game. We'll be back on on Thursday. We'll have Kelly Camrata from uh, FearTheWave.org with Tulane on the show. We'll be giving our picks, Prince Pickham, Ball Prediction, all that good stuff. We'll be at the game on Saturday, of course, and uh, covering the game for you guys with a post-game podcast on Saturday night. So we thank uh, Mohamed Elzair for coming on the show. Zion Jackson, always a pleasure talking sports with y'all, not talking your women's stuff. <laughs> we, will, we, we will give you a separate podcast, and it'll just be like a microphone connected to a cardboard box in a room. Oh, man. I want to say something real fast. I believe I believe it's Jason Brown. I think he makes NFL debut tonight against the Bills. He's playing for the Jets, if I'm not yes. mistaken. So I believe it's NFL debut tonight. My so, fantasy app so just I will told me say, that um, he's got moved out. No, do so. your best. Did he really? Yeah. Jason Brownlee? Yeah. It, like, I, I hope that this is wrong, but it said Jason Brownlee's status was just changed from healthy to out. Oh, so I don't man. know what that is. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, enjoy the game tonight. Bills, Jets. I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, Adara Nakano, um, come get your flowers. You've won the Fourth Street Player of the Week. But for now, Zion Cochran, Jackson Kennedy, I'm Dew Mixon, and that was the Fourth Street Sports Show. Three, two, one. This has been the Fourth Street Sports Show. Tune in next Monday at 5.